Yeah, I have some of my best conversations at video games, bro. I swear. Me too. Man. Me too, bro. And it's been funny to me, like the friends I've made through COVID. Because honestly, dude, I I was like a gamer back in like high school, and then like stopped playing games all until COVID. Really? Yeah, and I can't. I I didn't play like any Call of Duty game until COVID. I, that's when I started playing, like when Warzone came out. Really? Yeah. So I've only been playing for like two years. So you just said, forget it. You're going to be an adult and just uh, <laughs> do the adult thing. <laughs> I, dude, I was just doing other shit, man, because I, I used to have the studio. So I'd be recording people like a lot more than I am now as far as like being gone from home doing it. Well, Tim, then... Tim not, to, not to cut you off. Let me ask you a personal question, bro, because I've never asked you this question. Sure. What made you get into music, bro? So my dad owned a recording studio in Ohio. I grew up in one. Oh, wow. Yeah, I grew up in one and... He he did more like rock bands, pretty much all rock bands, and then like talk radio. But I'd be there every week, bro, just being in sessions or sitting in the other room playing 2K Street while he's in a session. Like we we spent a lot of time up in that bitch. I I was just kind of grew up around it. And then when I was in college, I was going to school for business back in Toledo, where I'm from. And my dad, that my freshman year, got throat cancer, stage three. Oh wow! And he was like, oh shit, you know. They kind of told him the scope of what he was going to have to go through, or whatever. And uh He's like, I know once I start chemo, radiation, whatever, uh, I'm going to be really weak and not be able to like run the business as much. And like, if I lose this business, we're going to lose our house and everything else. Like it relied on him doing his thing. Oh, so you grew up at an early age then, huh? I, I, I don't know about grew up, but he was just kind of like, I want to bring you in. I want to teach you the shit so we can keep the business going while I'm sick and down. And that way, when I'm better or if I pass, you know what's up. You have something to work with, blah, 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 blah. You know what to do. Yeah. And so I, I he started training me and I started doing that all the time because like I said, I was like, growing up in the studio but i'm always like kicking it there just watching whatever never like really learning what was going on because right. i didn't want a nine-year-old sitting in on a session so then once i was in college he started training me blah 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 he started going through surgery i was helping him run it more and then he you know he actually beat the cancer started getting better and he's like you know i can handle more of the business now thank you blah 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 blah, blah. and i'm like damn i kind of fuck with this shit and i don't really like what i'm going <laughs> to school for for like accounting classes and shit like that so i'm about to uh try to find like a degree where i can go and do music and get like a bachelor like finish my bachelor's and that's when i found columbia in, here in chicago and i moved here 10 years ago in 2012 i've been doing music ever since okay that's what's up, bro. Well, you know, as a white man in America, <laughs> that's what's up, oh, my bro. Like, that's what's up. I didn't know any truck drivers in my family, so I just, I just looked up and said, "Man, you know, I didn't want to go back to school or nothing, and I definitely wasn't trying to. I was definitely didn't want to be in the streets anymore. So, bro, I just woke up and said, "Man, I'm gonna learn how to drive trucks, bro." What's the process like with that? Like, how do you like? You probably have obviously have to get like properly licensed and all that shit. Like, what's that? Well, for me, I didn't come out my pockets for it, and this is for anybody that want to become a truck driver. You you don't have to come out your pockets for it. They actually have trucking companies that are sitting here, and if you call them and say, "Hey, I want to get, I got my driver's my driver's license. I got a pretty pretty good clean." driver record even if you don't have a nice driver record man like these companies are hire you depending on what it is you know if you have a dui but the dui is wow. like five years old they'll hire you you know just call them talk to them i tell them like um you know i want to get my cdls and can you guys help me and there's a lot of companies that are help get cdls now i've heard that's kind of hard the cdl is that hard to get that license how people drive these trucks no bro they no. They, they, they put people they put anybody in these trucks man yeah but um when you go through the process of it it's a lot to take in and it's gonna like bro it was a point where i thought i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna do it bro like mm -hmm. 
the process of it, it depends on the person. You know, I, I've seen guys go into truck driving school, be done with it within the first month and a half, bro, and they got their CDL. No, oh, wow. It took me three months because um, I was good at the permit. I was good at skills and everything, but I kept messing up for the state test, bro. And like, I was too cocky. I was over cocky, bro. I knew I was going <laughs> to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, my first bag, they were like, bag up and go around the corner. I went around the corner, bro. I, I, I hit the cone or something. They like, up, oh, you fail. Come back next month. So they gave me two. I failed twice, bro. That third time, I'm like, Joe, I cannot wait six months to take mm -hmm. this test again, bro. What? Yeah. And look at your boy now, 13 years later. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good money, right? Like from what I understand with trucking, like it's long hours or crazy hours, but like you, you do all right. Bro, if um, a bad week for me is like $1,500. That's a bad week, but I probably only went to work two days. Yeah, okay, man. You know what I'm saying? So a good week, bro, I'll come home with like five, $6,000, bro. Yeah, that's what's, and, and what's your hours? Like, what's your route usually? Like, how far are you driving? Yeah, right now, um, based out of Chicago, bro, I probably go to like... Michigan, Ohio, Iowa, Kentucky, um, of course, Indiana. Um, nowhere, nowhere too far. Somewhere that I can get there and come back home. I was going to say, a lot of the, everything you just said, you could drive to and back in yeah. a day. It could be a long day, but... Unless they sit here and say, like, oh, Jupiter, we got some big money for you, and um, we need you to go to Georgia or Texas or anything like that, then yeah, I'll take those lows too. Only place I don't go to, bro, is uh Michigan in the winter and New York. <laughs> yeah, right. Tough to drive it for sure. I should probably should do an intro for this shit too, man. We just kind of got talking. Man, we even rapping it. Yo, what's up, y'all? I'm, I'm, I'm Jupiter. This is my boy Tim. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's my favorite white boy right there. You know, like there it is. That's my favorite white boy right there, man. Honored, honored. Uh, welcome to the Friendship News Hour, everyone. I'm here today with uh, two close friends of mine who I know through various ways, but the very honorable high five and my boy, Top Ace Drogo. He goes by many names. They're both joining Ace me here. <laughs> While Frank is busy as hell with work and I'm leaving the country this week to go to Germany and shit. So I'm a, it's it's going to be crazy schedule. So bear with us this, these couple weeks. The shows are going to be a little bit different. <laughs> oh shit man i'm excited that's where my family's from bro so I, i'm really cool to see what it's all about either of y'all ever been like overseas or gone anywhere no not yet bro no man what about you top not besides just the hoop i did a, a little small little tour so you were playing your ball because i know you played all through uh high school and then into college and then you, you did some you were trying to you know take it to that next level like talk to me about all that like where did you go where did you play at man and what what level do you want me to start at? Is the question. Cause Tell me about the first time you shot a ball through a hole. I shot a ball through a hole is extremely unrememberable, if that's a word. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but no. I'll just say like you, you. So you played in college? Yeah, all boys to the side. Though you know, baseball was my main sport, bro. I, uh, I always played mm. baseball. I was baseball, and I was with Jesse White. Something I, I used to flip the shot. I used to do gymnastics, but um, really. Yeah, baseball is my number one sport. I should definitely be in the MLB. Transferred to Oak Park River Forest. And when that happened, so Oak Park had this thing called um, Pony Ball or something like that. Pony League or whatever it's called. So basically, long story short, their high school team is was full of people who've been playing together since Oak Park Pony. So it's like they had their team pretty much set and made. So when I transferred to Oak Park, I knew anybody. 
first time being never ever being around this many white people, anything like. <laughs> yeah, honestly, bro, it was a culture change. Were you welcomed, or or was it awkward? I could say I was welcomed. That's encouraging. I wasn't welcomed, but I was welcome in the community. I got you. Yeah. Regardless of me being better than damn near everybody on the team, they had their teammate. They didn't let me on the team. However, uh, even though I wasn't on the team, I was still practicing with, I was a freshman practicing with the varsity team, baseball, like warming up with them, practicing with them. They'll call me to come back, all that shit. But they never let me on the team. And it was mm. crazy. So I was just like, yeah. one day I'm in gym class and we playing basketball in gym class. Coach Hop, he come to me, he like, man, why you didn't try out for basketball? I'm like, See, I play baseball. He like, man, I need you to come to me. Like, come to the gym room after school around three thirty. Come to the gym room after that. Next thing you know, I was starting point guard for the rest of my high school career. Oh <laughs> man, that's wild! <laughs> Hell yeah! And, and Oak Park's pretty damn good, man. That's they're no joke at, at basketball. Just in the gym room, fucking everybody. I always knew how to hoop. I just never play organized basketball. I just always was into baseball, so, and I mm-hmm. could never play because I was always doing travel for baseball. It never worked out. So I went on no bad baseball team. Winner was coming in. He seen me hoop. They was already starting practices. So he was like, yeah, I went in. But head coach Maloney, he overfucked with me. Shit. By that first game, I was the starting point guard. I finished my career off as the captain and starting point guard all three years. Top, what was your most clutch memory in, bas- in one of your basketball games? My most clutch memory? Man. High school, I'm going to have to say when we beat LT on Comcast, they was 20. 20- so no, at the time, they was the number one team in the country. Uh, they had just beat Jabari Parker and, and Winnie Young. Like, they they was literally running through everybody. It was 26-0. and 0. We played them at Oak Park. A home game still got that footage. I had, like, 28 points. We beat them, gave them their first loss. And, like I said, it was on Comcast. So, our school was packed out. My grandma was able to watch it from the crib. You feel me? Oh, uh, yeah. That probably was easily uh. the most memorable moment. That, and then my second year when I – I mean, not my second year, but my last year of college – we played a game, Marquise Ty, one of my teammates, he got killed while we was in school. He was our starting center. He got killed in a bar fight. He got stabbed the night before. They was going to cancel our game the next morning, but they still ended up letting us play that next day. That was a big game. That was a game to go to the national tournament. Actually, it was college. And shit, I hit the game winning in that shot to send us to the national tournament. So Out here breaking practice. Yeah, posted on my IG and shit. That was one Damn. of the things. Like too, so that was, that's so, sick and then so you're saying basketball took you you know internationally or elsewhere in the world like what was that like basketball has opened up every door that i have open for me down this shit yeah. i can go anywhere i want because of basketball i'm respected everywhere i go because of basketball granted anything else that i did outside of basketball but basketball for sure like but I'm on. I'm, we need to. I need to start getting up with you, man. So, um, so you can teach my son to play ball some more, man. Because, uh, you know, it's it's tough right now for me to find a, um a good basketball camp or a basketball academy right now. You know what I'm saying? A lot of guys ain't at the gym shooting hoops right now. You know, so um, I need that help, man. You know, my 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 boy, thirteen. He's pretty tall, almost taller than me, man. So hey, that's that's what we want to get. <laughs> Some of my weight, please. Yeah, for real. Like I, I, he need that getting up five in the morning, going to work out, shoot around, running drills. He need that. that. That's I feel like that's important early, man. That if you can get like that structure and then that like love of whatever the sport is early, that that kid can go anywhere. Yeah, like what I realized about growing up 
in the same way y'all probably realize about growing up, like when you have people around, see your parents, you, your parents tell you to do something, you hear them, but you don't hear them. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. But when you have other people outside of your parents that's adults or older than you telling you like, man, I really believe you can do this. And I really believe like you have the talent for it. You know, I think kids get it a lot more than hearing it from their parents. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I had Top or Yayo, they hand really play with them and sit them down like, man, you can really do this. You know what I'm saying? I think he'd take that a lot more serious. At that point, too, it's about the coach, too, because if if, uh, if someone can make it fun and, and educational, but still like a workout and where they're challenging and, and getting better, exactly. that's when you really can be like, oh, shit, this kid can hoop or whatever. You're, you're expecting to hear your parent if nobody else say that you can do this or you can do that or you can do whatever. You so mm-hmm. it's like, you feel me? To hear it from another source is definitely more reassuring for sure. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. How's the, uh, I know 2K came out. How's that been treating you? I haven't really seen you on Call of Duty or PGA lately, man. I've been missing you. Um, I'm coming now. I'm at, yeah. I'm at like a right now. You know, that's one of those games where when it first come out, you just got to lock in early so you could at least be a contender and then you could go back to regular schedule program because, yeah, dog, man, they ask. I know motherfuckers who switch their time zone to New Zealand just to play a day early. Yeah, yeah. Well, so and I know, like the last few years at NBA 2K, like a lot of people were not seeing much change, or just kind of like the same game regurgitated, and it was kind of getting a little old. Like, has that changed at all? Have they made it better, especially for like the my player personal experience? Um, it's more realistic. It's a metaverse for sure. Like, yeah, I've done this, this whole metaverse idea after playing these video games and doing all this shit. It's different gameplay and all, pretty much the same still. Uh, you're gonna have to nurse some shit still because it's like always some loops and shit because it's a video game at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah. About video game, people match them, people hack them, people, you feel me, figure mm-hmm. out loopholes in them. So it's funny, man. Like the the core of me and your relationship, because I've, I've known you now for four or five years, uh, has always been obviously music. Like you're an artist and you know, you're around other artists that I've recorded and stuff. Like music's always been our core, but I feel like where we really are like, oh, I fuck with this dude was back in the day when we'd be at the studio in the lobby playing NBA 2K and, and you know against each other like that's where obviously it's music's just, always carried us and will continue to and whatever else but like it, it's it's cool like how games like bring people together like that man it's it's I try to explain to people all the time with video games how it's like I'm not addicted to the game as much as it is just like kicking it with my people and talking shit and just whatever exactly no um, that's real I look at gaming like like you said Tim earlier, bro. Like you you said like man, I was in I stopped gaming for a while, did the family thing. Um since the pandemic hit, I got back on gaming, started playing mm-hmm. Call of Duty and stuff like that. Like it's a lot of people out here that need just a you know, just for somebody to listen to them. Not yeah. knowing, go buy a video game, bro. We ain't got no choice but to listen to you, man. <laughs> and you never know the small thing. And, and and don't get me wrong to anybody out there that I'm not saying your situation is small or nothing. But that big situation that you're going through in life, a lot of people been through it, man. And a lot of people can help you walk through the those little stepping stones of how to, you know, get that that weight off your shoulders or, you know, to be that ear that you want to that, that that you need to have somebody to listen to, you know, it's like therapy, bro. Like what we doing now is therapy, bro. Like, mm-hmm. come on, man. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing that I definitely, I think it's definitely going on like seven, eight years that we've been, we've been locked in. Real talk. 
Stella Reese sold a short saying four or five. I made it to him like 2015. Real talk. Mm, that's crazy. All right, let's talk a little bit about the news real quick. I, there's some stuff that's happened since me and Frank last recorded. I guess a big one would be the queen died. She reigned for like 70-some years, man. She lived through six different popes, 14 U.S. presidents, and 59 starting quarterbacks for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, <laughs> and when she took the position... Uh, 20 of the current 30 NBA teams had not been yet created, which is crazy to think about, bro. Mm. Like she's been sitting there since 19, like I think it was 50 or 51. Just wild to think, like when oh, television shit, was seen. black and white for real. <laughs> yeah, if you even had a TV, <laughs> shit, man, it's wild. But yeah, so her oldest son Charles, he like pretty much automatically becomes the king as soon as she dies. So there's like still a ceremony, but kind of like the position itself because the queen king, like it's just a, f a figurehead. It's not like anyone that makes decrees or anything like that in that regards or makes laws that's all handled by parliament and their prime ministers and stuff. But um, he's their king now. So it's, it's uh, King Charles III, their national anthem. It's now going to be God save the king. Weird to think about a king in the world right now. <laughs> Especially with me back watching dragons and huge Game of Thrones fans and shit like yeah. that. Like the of having kings and queens and, and you feel me? Like, granted, we have a president. Something like a king. Mm -hmm. However, ours, are, ours is voted in. It's not, you feel me? Like, we have to choose our president. Like, it's not shit. a bloodline. Right. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it is, man. It's crazy to think that, like, things like that still happen. You know what I mean? Because, like, that days of that seem so long ago. They know when to take their head off, place it on the right shoulder, do like they be doing all types of shit. Like, <laughs> it's a tradition. Think about one day I'm gonna pull up and I'm gonna serve my king. Like that shit just crazy. <laughs> um, oh, it's I, weird. Yo, but what made them the royal family? Like in their in their bloodline, who are they? Like King? I mean, I know not King Tuck, but who are they related to? Like. Cool. Uh, I'm dude. It goes back to like the early days of England. We're talking like 50 AD type shit, like way back. Like there's there's, there's yeah, because it's it's basically like the family that and and like top said it. There's like parallels to Game of Thrones, Lord of Rings, all this stuff because you have kings and queens and all these. But it's basically like the family that was in power at the time, and mm -hmm. then throughout the years, uh, that was either like maybe taken like if there was ever like a, a uprising or anything like that and then a new family was in charge if they like killed the king but like that's very rare like most of the time like you can i think you can trace the bloodline of like queen elizabeth who just passed back pretty damn far in the history of england and the united kingdom she was what 26 when she became queen yeah like her dad yeah. died I, I can't remember his his name but her dad died and she was like next of the bloodline so normally it'd go to like the oldest sibling oh renera would be right now on <laughs> exactly exactly which is such a good show bro we can yo, talk about since that we later. on this topic yo did y'all see the last episode of um house of dragons no i didn't watch no. last night yet okay so okay I ain't, got nothing to say. I, didn't, I ain't got nothing to say I, I was two weeks behind so i watched episode three last night but i'm pumped yeah i, I this shit's building bro it's about to go crazy <laughs> so if king charles the new king this and this is something you could put out for anyone on the podcast but i really want to know if like do they get impeached if they're not doing their royal duties like is it considered impeachment do they get overruled like do they still practice treatment? like is all these things still trying to law for them see but royal duties like they don't they don't serve any political purpose so like when people mm. say like oh the u.s president has no power like he does have power like there's checks and balances to keep him in in power and obviously corporations and blah 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 but like he has power what they've done over in england like united kingdom with the queen 
is mm-hmm. she's just like a figurehead. She really doesn't have any political power. She's not making laws. They have a whole separate, like their version of Congress it's called Parliament, where they like figure all this shit out, pass laws. Like it's somewhat of a democracy over there. It, it's just they're just like it's like think about like the Kardashians, if, like how you have the show the Kardashians. That's kind of like what the royals are. It's just like a famous family back in the day. The king, it, it was like it is in Game of Thrones. The king's, he had the law of the land. His word was what happened. They got away with that because you had people like King Henry VIII, like so many different people in their history and kings that like abused that power and were total assholes. That's literally why you have America because we fled the British rule to come here to have America and freedom and, and eventually got out of being taxed by them and all that other shit. So so you telling me that um this this royal family as you calling it, is the reason why my people went through what we went through. That's what oh, you're bro. Your, so yeah, the, the British people traded slaves long before we did in America, man. They were important. Wow. Enough. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, bro. Probably came to America through the through the coast of South Carolina. Yeah, most likely, man. Most they definitely likely, came yeah. in through the South. But, but yeah, so they traded slaves in England long before they did here in America just because they were more of an established culture. I mean, slaves, bro, that's nothing new in the history of our world. There's been slaves. As long as there's been people in power, there's been slaves, bro. Not not to justify it in any means, but it's uh, Tim, you it's good, crazy. bro. We don't, bro, I, bro, you good, bro. You I mean, you you can say exactly how you want to say it, bro. I know you don't mean nothing top. No, you don't mean in no other type of way. You good. Bro. Of course, of course, of course. But yeah, dude, it goes back to ancient roots, man. Egyptians had slaves. They enslaved the Israelites. That's why I was going to say a lot of people, when they hear the word slave or slavery, just based on our culture and what, what we've been through with slavery, their mind automatically goes to black slavery, not even knowing yeah. that all races have been enslaved or like been a part yeah. of sort of slavery, even if you go back to Holocaust or goddamn. Yeah, exactly. People have been enslaved since the beginning. Of- yeah, and that doesn't justify it. Like, I think the elimination of it was, uh, I think we all agree for good, <laughs> but like, you know, it was fundamental in building this entire country and building the pyramids in Egypt with probably help from aliens, most likely. Uh, but it's just, <laughs> oh, bro, there's no way the pyramids were built without alien help. There's no yeah. way. <laughs> no I'll way. talk about that shit forever, bro. For real. <laughs> so if they have no political power, mm-hmm. where do they, so do they like wealth and all that come from just a population or just from like, yeah, just from tax dollars yeah. and it's in their family's wealth. Cause like their ancestors were Kings when Kings ruled everything. So like they had all that gold and shit. Like I'm sure that is passed down through generation. So okay. I'm sure that's involved, but yeah, now I think they're also funded by taxpayers to a degree as well. A lot of people in England want to get rid of it. Cause it's, it merely makes no sense. It's like if we were just paying a bunch of money to the Kardashians to be a big really? family that represented yeah, America, pretty but, much. you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make sense as much anymore. And it, it, it represents like a, a theme of like white bloodline that's gone through the years. Like, why are we honoring them now? It's just kind of weird. For sure. Uh, God bless the king. God save the king. That's that's really about it going on over there. I, it's I didn't really realize this, but they also rule over Canada. They're like they they represent Canada and I believe Australia too, because those are all English like territories. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So. The king now rules over them too, but once again, they still have their own prime ministers and legislatures and all that stuff. So, yo, you never hear anything bad about Canada. Have y'all ever noticed that? Besides uh, the weather, 
I mean, bro, in your world, you there was all that all that shit with COVID and how how strict they were, and all those truckers were like posted up in Canada, bro, and they were fucking up all the transportation lines. You mm. remember hearing about that? No, I I didn't know I didn't know Canada was going through it, bro. Bro, like, Canada has been super strict with COVID. They shut their borders down during COVID. Like Americans couldn't even mm. go there. I took a trip to Canada last month, and like half of the family had to stay. The half that didn't have a vaccinations had to stay in New York. The other half was really? able to cross So that's still going on. That's crazy, man. But yeah, so like what they did to five was like uh, they were forcing truck drivers who weren't even like citizens of of Canada, but if they if they wanted to drive their truck in Canada to make a, a drop, had to be vaccinated. And they were like, "Fuck you! You can't force us to get vaccinated just because you." because we're driving through your fucking territory like fuck you so they like all just parked in in the streets and blocked like all the channels and down in one of the downtowns in canada and like shut down their parliament basically shut their government down <laughs> that's wild it was crazy man yeah it's over now people need to be able to cross them borders to trade like that's yeah. commercial yeah exactly so but yeah, that's that's Canada. But another thing that happened over the weekend, I'm a big tennis fan. I don't know if you guys ever followed it at all, but Carlos Alcaraz defeated Casper Rude to win the US Open and he becomes the youngest ATP number one ever. So he's the number one tennis player in the world right now at age 19, which is just insane. Man. I, I don't know if you guys followed it at all, but this guy is crazy. What'd you say his name was? Carlos Alcaraz. I was really rooting for the black guy. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, bro. Yeah. Fuck. Francis Tiafo is was a beast, man. He showed out for America. And yeah, Carlos is who beat him in the semifinal to go to the to go to the finals. And either way that match went, I would have been happy with because I like both those guys. That's, that's dope on his behalf. Uh, shout out to Carlos. Yeah, so shout out to him. He's your fame, man. Yeah, he, he's crazy, bro. The way he goes through like a tennis point, like it's when you watch these guys and how they like go and win their points, it's wild because his serve's not really good, which is how a lot of like men really start points off well where they kind of put him in bad situations. His serve's just okay. But he'll play out a, a shot. He gets to everything, bro. He's all over the court. And the, eventually, sometime through the point, if it's going and he kind of is moving the person around like he wants, he'll hit this drop shot, which forces the other player to run in. And then he waits to see what they do and either slams it back at him, which is like unreturnable, or he pops his volley over their head way to the back. It's like almost impossible to get to. It's like he just... He controls points at such a young age. It's wild to see. I was really pumped about that. We'll see. Francis Tiafo, I really hope he's back soon because he he put out, he really showed out for America, man. That was sick to see. Uh, there hasn't been an American in the final of the U.S. Open since, like, I think it was 03 or 04, like way back in the day. I thought it was a little longer than that. It might have even been, bro. I could have read that wrong, but... Um, it, it's it's just cool to see. It's cool to see more and more people getting into it too, into tennis. So so that kind of ends the season for tennis, and and we'll see what what happens next year. Hopefully, Novak Djokovic is back. What got you into tennis? What got me into tennis was my wife Sarah. Man, I never really fucked with tennis at all uh, until like a year and a half ago. And and my wife Sarah, she played it in in high school and in college, national champion in college too. By the way, she's a beast. And we just kind of use it as like a thing to, you know, have a hobby to do some shit together. And we started going to this this tennis spot or playing outside. Then we started going to like a club and I kind of slowly but surely got better at it. And now it's, yeah, which is something we do all the time just to kick it and have something to do together. It's nice. Yeah, it's it's a it's way more athletic of a sport than I ever thought it was because there's a lot of hand-eye coordination that goes with it, but also like a lot of like running, moving laterally, side like a lot of stuff that really gets me sweating my ass off tennis is kind of non-stop honestly definitely is all right so top you had sent me some or someone in the group chat sent us something about this illinois safety act uh that was oh, that going was, on that was that was high five that, that was high five, high five. okay <laughs> so i'm sorry i'll give you a prize 
kind of I want to kind of go through this a little bit, talk to you guys, get your feeling on it, because it's it's a pretty wild law that's going on. Effective, I believe, at the first of the year on, in January 2023, called the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act, or it's also been not dubbed the Safety Act. What just got passed, got signed by Guy. Governor Pritzker is that it would restrict crimes in which it does a lot of things. One of the things it does is that it would restrict crimes a person can be arrested for and would free those in custody for 12 new offenses, uh, which include second degree murder, aggravated battery, arson without bail, as well as drug induced homicide, kidnapping, burglary, rob robbery, intimidation, aggravated DUI, aggravated fleeing and eluding, drug offenses, and threatening a public official. <laughs> It's a long list of shit, bro. And I'm just like, why the f like, what the fuck is going on? I mean, is Chicago for to be the real life GTA? Like, what is it? Because they're eliminating the cash bail system. I don't understand that at all because you're going to be letting so many people out trusting that they're going to show up to court. What it does do is it gives more power to the judge on the like bigger more violent offenses or more serious offenses to like, no, you're going to jail. There's no cash bail option. Cause I think kind of under the current situation, there always has to, most of the time has to be some kind of scenario to it. I, I don't really know, but um, it's just, it's a strange law. And I, I wondered if you guys like knew more about it, that like would help me make it more, more sense. <laughs> so you're telling me you catch this guy for attempt murder. You got, you just going to let him go now? No, attempt murder is not one of the, that's that's a capital crime. That's mm -hmm. not. That's gonna fall under that. List. It's second degree, right? Second degree murder is if you like hit somebody with your car or something. You feel me? Yeah, I think it has to be premeditated for it to be first oh. degree, right? Yeah, it got to be premeditated or like a senseless act. So second degree murder isn't premeditated, bro? No. I don't think so. I think it's just like you did kill somebody. Like it's manslaughter. This is uh, a video of Keith Pacow. He's the mayor of Orland Park and a veteran, and he's running for the U.S. House of Representatives coming up here. Uh, this is a video of him just kind of talking through to his community about this act and, and what it is going to do in his eyes. As of January 1st, 2023, the following things will go into effect, and people need to be aware of this. <clears throat> it abolishes cash bail for almost every offense. This includes, but isn't limited to, kidnapping, armed robbery, second-degree murder, drug-induced homicide, aggravated DUI, threatening a public official, and aggravated fleeing and eluding. Offenders released on electronic monitoring have to be in violation for 48 hours before law enforcement can act. They could almost drive to Alaska before we can even look for them. It denies victims their constitutional rights, and keep this in mind, businesses and homeowners, officers will no longer be able to remove trespassers from your resident, residence or your businesses. Someone could decide to live in your shed and all we can do is give them a ticket. You have to decide what level of force is required to remove them and whether or not it's legal. This is a massive threat to the residents of Orland Park, mm. Cook County and Illinois. So what, what do you think about that? Okay, so... You mean to tell me if a squatter is in my garage and I decide to kill this person because they wasn't getting off my property, was that premeditated or is that second degree murder? <laughs> Come on, man. So what type of law is this? Where do I win? It? Years with that. If they're not causing 
bodily harm or or risking your 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 your, your life. Like only way you could get away with murder is if you feel your life is at danger. Like that's the only way you could. Mm-hmm. It's a stranger <laughs> living in my garage. <laughs> if you say say for instance, if you kill him unintentionally, so like say if you punch him and he fall and hit his head and die. You feel me? You didn't intentionally kill him. You just punched him. And like that, and under that law, you would get like second degree murder or like manslaughter because you didn't intentionally kill him. But if you go to the garage and you physically shoot or stab or physically intent to kill that man, you're going to get charged with murder, regardless if he's on your. I get that part, bro. I swear to God, I swear, bro. I get that part. But if this person unless they threaten me on my own property i don't know this person from a can of paint i don't know if this person just escaped prison i don't know if this person just escaped a mental hospital i don't know if this man is fbi Mm -hmm. most wanted i don't know shit i don't know if this man just got done murdering somebody and said forget it i'm gonna hide in here i don't know nothing so the fact that I'm scared, even though I don't know who this person is living in my, it doesn't, to me, the law, that shit sounds stupid, <laughs> Sounds like bro. a lot of criminals could be on the streets, man. There's no way to explain what the fuck is for to happen, bro. Do what you need to do to protect you and yours. And then on the back end, make sure that your reason is I'm secure enough to get yourself out of this jail. Because yeah. like the crime rate is too crazy. Shit, y'all, y'all want to protect yourselves? Y'all don't believe in the police? So shit, go ahead, protect yourselves. The jail's already over flooded. Cook County is a fucking shit show. I don't know if y'all been in Cook County before, but on my mama, Joe, I'm just waiting for Batman to show up. <laughs> Fuck it, man. At this point, but no, Tom, I've never been in Cook County. Talk, talk to me about it. What's it like right now? <laughs> man, look, man, and I ain't even get, I ain't even going to deck. So I can only imagine if you feel me. Well. It was what it, yeah. what it was. It's not a pretty sight, Joe. The only time in the whole since COVID started, I had COVID came from the first day. Oh yeah, and I caught that shit while I was in. There. I was so fucked up in that, but it was just like, yeah. Are they just like? Is it crazy, overcrowded, and just like 100%. what are the conditions like? Yeah. So it was with my cell in the two bed. How is it four people in the two bed? With one uh, bunk, four people in there. Man, so I had two extra little smaller. They 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 look like match. Remember the little gym match that you used to flip on in, in, in elementary school? They like that. They need two little match there. Man. So two people on the floor and the other two on the front. So maybe this is just an effort. This legislation is just an effort to alleviate that and get less like more people out of it. Because as soon as this goes into effect, anyone on the first of, of the twenty three, anyone that's in prison right now that couldn't post. Uh, that bail is instantly freed because this is now in effect, which they're saying it's going to be a lot of people back out on the streets. That's like, eh, you might want to just like keep them in there until like they go to court. I don't know. So on the flip side of this, though, it could what they're trying to do is like the what because this is a very Democrat push bill. They're trying to say that like a lot of people that are being imprisoned are uh, n- unable to afford their bonds and they just have to go and sit there and, and take up a spot in, in the prison system and whatever. And some of these people are good people. Some of them are bad people like, you know, you have both. But like, so the Democrats are pushing this as a way to say, like, this is just a way to make sure that like all everything is kind of more equal in that regards. For a second, I think that this has anything to do with the people that are incarcerated. No. Are- <laughs> <laughs> bro, this has nothing to do with them, bro. They're trying to get their city back, bro. When I say yeah. they, you feel me? 
yeah, the people that they want to see you back, man. Like, even if you look at one in my hood, bro, like, people don't even know, a lot of people don't even know, like, Oak Park, like, from Austin all the way down to, like, down to Pulaski, everybody thinks that's Chicago. But that land is all Oak Park's land, mm. and Chicago leases from, from Oak Park. So you feel me? So it's like, even if you look at what they're doing on Chicago Avenue between Central and Laramie, how, like, Mayor Life, but they put the new sheriff station, they putting all the activity centers, they uh read, they like every they doing that in all the hoods, like and then they opening up all these subsidized homes on the outskirts of Chicago. So yeah. you feel me at programs where you don't need no credit, you feel me, no credit check, no no background, all that shit. Like I've seen things on the internet that says you can get a, a home with a five eighty credit score and a twenty thousand wow. dollar grant. Just the mo- and, and and wait, but wait, Tim. It's the move in the suburbs, though, away from the city. So you think they're they're trying to gentrify the fuck out of Chicago? Is what you're saying? Oh hell yeah, bro! Want to bring the Olympics here? They want to, you feel me? Do all this shit that they? It's a lot of shit that they can't do because uh, you know, the shit. I mean, yeah, like the, the stipulation yeah. in Chicago, Chirac, like, yeah, people ask me all the time, oh, what's it like? Yeah. You know, when you live in Chicago, I'm like, it really wasn't that bad. There's pockets of shit where it's bad, but dude, it's a segregated ass city. It's crazy to me when I moved here. Yeah. I kind of grew up, like, in, it was yeah. a lot of mixed thing. I mean, there's a lot of white people, but like you, everyone else was kind of mixed in there. And here it's like, you just have pockets. For all the people that think Chicago is just what these rappers think it is, bro. It's not <laughs> yeah. these rappers. It's, it's what these rappers actually rap about, bro. It's 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 a it's really about that life, bro. Like you can literally be at the gas station minding your business and it'd be in the, between a whole shootout that ain't got shit to do yeah. with you. You can literally be walking down the street and a motherfucker think you somebody and you would die for somebody that and you don't even know what the fuck you just got shot at for yeah. like it's it's wild out here Joe. it is but there's also pockets like a lincoln park or you know like certain spots where it's like you know gold coast shit isn't popping off there bro not for the most part like it's, it's, it's fbg i killed in the gold coast <laughs> right fbg did die in the gold coast all right all right i'm wrong i stand corrected Chicago's crazy. So what 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 they're saying? So like obviously, like I said, it, it's pissed off a lot of Republicans, and because this is statewide, it's not just a Chicago thing. It's all Illinois, and a lot of everything outside of Chicago is pretty much all red here in the state. Uh, maybe out save like the capital or in like Champaign, where the University of Illinois is. But this is kind of from the Democratic perspective. This is like what a figure in that community is, has kind of posted, named Teresa Ma giving more of like the brighter side of it, I guess. And it's, uh, I'm going to read it for our listeners. I know you guys can see this right now, but uh, it says what, what the bill does. It modernizes sentencing laws, ends cash bail, institute certification and decertification system statewide for police officers. It requires the use of body cameras, reforms crowd control responses, amplifies law enforcement training standards, connects substance abuse treatment programs with first responder duties, uh, increases and improves de-escalation and mental health training for law enforcement, requires police to develop a plan to protect children d- during search warrant raids, addresses officer wellness and mental health awareness in screenings, and it bans the use of chokeholds and other extreme measures. So, like, there's some good shit in there for sure. Like, I think it's definitely to the advantage of people in, in inner cities that all officers have to wear body cameras. That's pretty good. Like, that's going to stop a lot of food, like crazy shit from going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then she goes on to say what the bill does not do. 
which is like maybe she's saying misconceptions that some people are putting out there from the Republican side of this. Uh, it's what it does not do is defund the police, modify or remove protections to allow police departments to be sued, change or take away collective bargaining rights, allow those that are charged with a serious offense and are a risk to a person or the community to be released, prevent a judge from revoking pretrial release and alter prison time for individuals serving time for heinous crimes. So it is more like she's pretty much saying it is more lenient on people that don't have these crazy crimes, but like, it's not a defund the police movement. Like some people are trying to say also saying that judge finds that your crime that you did, even if it do fall under that act as still too heinous that they could deny you being released. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's the judge does really have like the last say, which, you know, we'll see how that really goes. But I don't know, man, like to me, it doesn't make a ton of sense. Like some of the shit I read there was great on the left. But I think like some of the other even if they're unintended consequences of this bill could be really like not safe for the community for a community that's already maybe not the safest in the the country. You know, I think I think I think a lot of it will play on the person on the actual actual background of that person like if they have pre previous like you feel me arrest records or whatever Mm -hmm. like you feel me because like it's it's extremely yeah that's gonna be like the judge is basically the judge a lot of say so for sure yeah a lot of say so and and i i'm pretty sure that a lot of the fines are gonna increase like even if they're not you're not having to post bail to get out like what you're gonna pay when you go to court and settle or whatever the fuck you do like I think a lot of those are going to be increased to cover the loss of bail money. Like the state's going to find a way to make that money back. They all they have is they money. It's going to triple. Yeah. Trust me when I tell you. <laughs> triple. Stay free. That's crazy. Some more money. Yeah. You need some. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay for the freedom, basically. I guess. So I, I don't even know, man. But it, it's it's pretty wild. I guess we'll see what happens, but my advice to people would be strap up, go get a legal firearm or whatever you got to do, but uh, there should be way, you got to be able to protect your family these days. Or this is how this, this, especially this city is going to be. You got to have an avenue, man. By any means necessary, man. Strap up. Uh, Real. (laughs) Uh, Anything else you guys have been seeing going on or anything you want to talk about? That's for sure. I want to let everybody know. Week one, Bears one, Packers lost. Let's get it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah man it was it was a wild nfl weekend to get going man it was i can't believe the bears won that game it was a monsoon though so i i think it might have been that man they <laughs> cheated no i ain't gonna take that i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna take that from them <laughs> uh, hey they took advantage yeah. no, they definitely took you advantage. got to man you have to you gotta like they gotta take advantage of every one of those opportunities because they're they're not a great team you know like as far as skilled so. players go they're not great so it's like but that doesn't mean, you know, you can still have bad teams that, that win games and, and prove that like their heart, you know what I'm saying? And they, they can do that this year and, and build towards something better in the future, I feel like. That's what I want to see yeah. with my Lions, at least. Did you guys see this this clip from uh, the Dolphins-Patriots game out in the uh, parking lot? Look at this shit. Someone left a grill going uh, by a couple vehicles. And when they came out to their cars, this well, yeah, is what I they saw. saw. And you think they're going to try to make a rule about them now moving forward? Bro, it's going to really fuck with people going to tailgate and shit. There's, I mean, for people that can't see this at, at, that are listening, it, you got a row of, of cars, and it looks about like five to six of these cars that are all in a row here in a parking lot. Are, are, it looks like a car bomb went off. They're all like black and charred and windows blown out and everything because I'm sure a few of them blew up. Like they, these things were on fire, fire. Uh, it's wild. I, I just can't imagine going to a game, like especially if if you're, a, I think it's a, you're a Dolphins fan and they win and you're all pumped and you go out to your car and it's like, 
Oh, fuck. <laughs> Imagine being the person that was responsible. Mm-hmm. For the part that was close to the caught fire, blew up, blew the car next to it up, blew the car next to yep. it. You feel me? Had it. Boom. They probably thought it was a fucking terrorist attack or something. Yeah, for sure. And that it was that was on the, the anniversary of 9-11, too. So I bet you the security there was going crazy. And it was the 9-11 anniversary. Yeah. I didn't even think it. Yeah. Was anyone hurt? Uh, not that I see in this report. I'm kind of reading through the comments here, and I haven't seen anything that said that. I, obviously, probably because most of the people were in the stadium. I would think that after, what, about 80 years, I'll say, 70, 80 years of football, tailgating has been happening, and this is a one thing. I haven't heard of nothing like this happening. I wouldn't think that they were. Did he let that person fuck it up for nah, everybody? No, we'll see. I doubt it. No way. No way. <laughs> Start adding guys like certain rules and regulations to a certain types of grills. You feel me? Certain <laughs> to put the shit out. Oh, who knows? They got mm-hmm. something up. That's scary. But uh, so top. I mean, the way that we really be kicking it and and have have uh, really become friends through the years is music. And I know you got a lot of shit re- you've been working on, and and you've been you've been working on this this uh, this career here, bro. I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say little career, bro, but I, it's not a little career. You've been grinding and hustling and growing it every single day. I see you, man. It's it's crazy to have have seen you grow as an artist, man. So what? what tell the people what you got coming. Well, um, coming music for sure. I got. <laughs> Well, for the people that don't know, Tim is actually mastering, mixing and mastering my first album. Most of the songs that I recorded for my first album, if I didn't track it myself, I tracked it with Tim. So that's major. Mm-hmm. And um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back. I'm I'm gonna call him Al Al Kenzie for the. I was gonna say yeah. Some of these people know. Everyone knows me as Al. Tim Tim Tampa is my gamer tag. A little, <laughs> but yeah, so he is my engineer outside of all this other shit. So my he's one of the best in the city. Shout out to Al for that. But yeah, I got um, I'm gonna drop a couple things real soon. I'm dropping before the month end for sure. So I'll mm-hmm. be looking out in the next week or so for this rollout that I do. Ace Drogo on all um social media platforms, but IG for sure the most definitely. I feel like I'm gonna be utilizing the most when it comes to my drop. But um, I think I'm gonna roll out with like a single or two before I get on the album, but I want to get the album out while the weather is cooler. Mm-hmm. One of those, yeah. I, mean, I feel like the album is going to be one of those. If you like to do drugs, you can do your, your choice of drugs. You feel me? Probably hop in the vehicle or you feel me next to some soft and then you just let it vibe out. I feel like it's a playthrough. You can really, my album is completely different from who I am now because when I recorded it, I was in a space that like, I probably had never ever be in again. And um it, it, it had me vulnerable and it had me open to the point where I was able to goddamn speak on a lot of subjects or speak on a lot of truths or address a lot of truths that I had to you feel me face myself along with you feel me dealing with others. So it's like you feel me when people do hear my album, my first album, I don't want them to think that that's me, you feel me, but I want them Yeah, right. That's why I am the way I am. If it makes sense, you can. for sure, bro. I feel like I mean, people just change in general, so like that's that's people understand that that's just the life, you know, that's life. And this time, like a lot of the album was recorded three, four years ago, a lot of people ain't gonna, yeah, for sure. And I mean, you'll go on too with your other music. That's the only thing I'd say is if you're if you're you know concerned about that, is just be ready to drop. And I know you will be, I know the amount of music you're sitting on, but you know, be ready to drop again soon thereafter because then you kind of show 
you don't want to get drilled into this box of whatever, you know, people only think of you as this kind of artist. If you go ahead and drop some other shit, like pretty soon thereafter, like, oh, this dude can, he can flow. He can do some other shit. Like, oh, okay. He's, he's, I didn't hear all this on that last project. Then, then you, you draw him in because a, a dynamic artist is an interesting artist. A dynamic person is an interesting person. Like, I feel like people don't want to just fuck with someone that's really good at this one style or this one thing. Like, they want to know that you as a whole are, are unique and, and, and your own thing and, and talented, which you are. So I got no questions there, bro. That, that album's going to be nice when that comes out. I'm excited. And, and, and like you were saying, through struggle and stuff, that's when, and being the most open and, and vulnerable, like that's when you, I honestly think a lot of people, a lot of artists make the best music. Yeah. That's when you're real, man. And then pretty soon, one of these days, we're going to get five on an R&B record probably here on a hook. Yeah, <laughs> I'm fucking right. It sure is. So Top, he was saying he used to do it like music a little bit and he fucked around kind of did like some spoken word it sounded like or like some poetry but like he he said like he never yeah. would really find necessarily like the the flow maybe or the cadence to like keep it or make it catchy or whatever and, I, and he was like what do i do to like get that and my best advice for him was like just come and kick it at some sessions bro like blow a couple woods with us watch top and whoever else create and just like maybe be writing yourself on your phone on the side and just like be around it and like you'll be inspired anything else come to your to mind for you? Yeah, but that's the best way because, like, you could be in there watching me record and, like, I might say something and, like, just you being, like, you feel me, relevant to something that I done said or, like, having having some like some type of connection to what I done said, you might be like, hey, you could say this like this or you, you should reference this like that, you feel me? And, yeah. like, just that alone and then, you feel me, we could, we'll be able to feed off each other like that. Like, I... When I'm in my sessions, I'd be open to, you feel me, any and everything. Like, I'd be already having my idea of where I want to go. But, like, somebody in that sitting in my session, give me any type of, like, opinion or whatever, I make, I make it make sense. Because, shit. Yeah. Hey, the people want to hear what they want to hear. And, I mean, it's like anything, bro. Sitting there and watching film of, you know, Mike and Kobe and Bron and Wade and, like, all these people, like, you're going to draw inspiration from that. Or like if you go to the gym and you're watch, like whatever, like being around anything is going to like bring you the want to do it most of the time, or, you know, or like see if you really want to, but like also the inspiration to like feed off that other energy and have your own personality or element of that come out. When actually when I met him, I met him through another guy who was, you for me, who I, we were both uh, close with and he was yeah. doing music and I was like, what I just said, you do, I was the one sitting there helping him construct his songs and you can construct his bonds and goddamn mm -hmm. that's what made me like shit i'm spending all this time trying to orchestrate these bonds with somebody else let me just put them back into my own perspective next thing you know shit this time next year i'm gonna be one of the hottest artists to ever be in the game hey yes sir how long did it take from you knowing me to realize i just wasn't some corny white dude or do you still think i'm a corny white dude um oh <laughs> no you just had your corny white dude moments <laughs> corny as hell corny as hell that's what corny is hell. <laughs> that's what i don't look i don't know him about alan i don't know him about alan i know him about tim the tool man <laughs> ho, 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 ho. that's what i call him tim the tool man that's my favorite white boy right there, man. Hey. We'll get to see him and his brother. You don't know Girth. Yeah, you got to meet Girth Brooks, baby. If you think Al, okay, <laughs> you got to meet Girth Brooks. We definitely got to do some kind of cookout or some shit, bro. Just like some uh, Call of Duty, whatever the I'm fuck. Gonna pop up and and do, I'm going to pop together. up and do some golf on your ass. Watch. Man. 
or meet up at Top Golf and just go get fucked up. That's like five minutes from my crib. We could come back after. That's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like that's what we should do, man. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to you know shout out promote anything like that? I know you're like Facebook super famous now and shit. Five. <laughs> No, man, I you know, I don't want these people following me, man. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not yet, man. You know, not yeah, yet, yeah. man. But you know, yeah, I'm gonna uh, follow me at that's Jupiter, man. That's on Facebook and Instagram. Uh with a Z though, right? Yeah, that's... yeah, with a Z, with a Z, with a Z. But you know, high five on Xbox, man. We get down on the Call of Duty, uh He gets carried. He gets carried in Call of Duty. <laughs> Not like Ace, though. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Top's learning. He's got way better, bro. In the Hell, last two, three uh, months, okay, I've seen this dude. What? You know what? My boy did get good. You know what I'm saying? Hey, man, look. Yeah. Whoever played Call of Duty, yeah, man. Follow me, man. Get up on uh, that's Jupiter. Uh, you know, Facebook as well. You feel me? High five as well. Uh, you know, my boy Top, I don't know his information, you know, uh, my boy Tim <laughs> right here, I don't know his information, but you know, we out here, you feel me? But uh, Call of Duty, we got great ideas, man, the whole team. I was going to say, yeah, I, I'll kind of say it now, we don't got anything formal or anything, but we be on, we're on Twitch uh, most days, me, us three, and one other dude named uh, Carnage, shout out Yayo. And we be playing, we be grinding through the day a lot of times, but we, we all are, uh, most of us are streaming. We're all talking shit, kind of similar to what you've been listening to. And, uh, you know, check us out. Come fuck with us man, it's, it, and, and watch us get, get some kills, man. We be it's fucking people up on there. there man. We, we don't do no hacking. We get it out the mud. No. You hear me? Out but it is. Mud. It's like a mini podcast, bro. Our banter and shit. It is it's like without it being, you know, pushed and marketed as one. It, it really is. So come fuck with us. My, my Twitch is Tim Tampa. Uh, you don't have one yet, Top, right? Nah, no Twitch yet. We got to set you up. It's easy I, through PlayStation. You just hit a button. I two of them, but I think uh, my Twitch is also that's Jupiter. It is. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, check it out, man. Yeah. Definitely fuck with us. Okay. Top, anything you want to shout out real quick? Oh, just Ace Drogo on everything. Fuck with me. Ace Drogo on everything. Fuck with him. Cheetah. You've been starting this little trend, too. I've been seeing a couple of the guys doing it. Uh, yeah. Explain that real quick. We can get get that going online. Drogo. So I don't, that's just how, like, so anytime I'm on the plane, anytime I go out, I, I, I beat him so much. Every time, right before we take off, I hit him with it. A lot of people think it's a dab, but it's not a dab. It's just the sign of an airplane going off. It got it's, to the point. It's like a moving like, dab. I probably got like over 70 people on my phone who do tag me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, I'm catching a flight to Germany on Thursday, so I'm gonna hit you with it. Don't worry, Joe. Go <laughs> for sure. Yo, we gone. <laughs> Don't do it like that. <laughs> I know, right? That gets a little a little reiki, bro. I don't want to look like a Nazi out there. Everyone does it different. <laughs> They gonna attack your ass, boy. The world is <laughs> fucked up right now. I know it's dangerous out there, man. Shit. Oh, appreciate. Uh, well, sh shout out to our sponsor, uh, Gun Barrel Coffee. Drinking a good smooth cup of coffee is a treat all by itself. But when you can do that and help American heroes like veterans and first responders, makes that coffee that much better. They offer 14 different blends and roasts, which you can get in whole bean ground or single serve pods. And right now, as a friend of our podcast, friend of this ship, you can use the promo code FNH10. You'll save 10% at checkout when you buy their products at gunbarrelcoffee.com. That is promo code FNH10. Gun Barrel Coffee, damn good cause, damn good coffee. 
gentlemen, thank you for joining me on such short notice. I appreciate it. You guys are welcome back anytime. Anytime, man. I fuck with y'all. Great. And uh, if you're trying to hop on that battlefield uh, or out on the golf course and some PGA right now, let hey, me know. I'm, I'm free. Hey, we finna get a hey, follow us on Twitch, man. We. Great <laughs> food, man. But to get busy. All right, boys. Until next time, everybody. We'll see you.